Welcome to Blockchain Recorded, the podcast for the tech curious, where we talk about anything and everything related to the exponentially evolving crypto, blockchain, and Web 3.0 space. Our mission is simple, to share knowledge, facilitate discourse, and help evolve education in blockchain fundamentals, decentralization solutions, and relevant use cases for today's digital economy. We at Blockchain Recorded are not registered investment advisors and do not deal with financial or trading token elements, nor offer any licensed financial services. The content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, while the opinions of all parties involved are their own. I'm your host, Nina Tserar, and now let's talk blockchain. Before we begin, this podcast is possible by our sponsor at Ambire. The Ambire wallet is one of the top products in crypto asset management. It is the first open source, non-custodial smart wallet that delivers exceptional user experience combined with solid security. With Ambire wallet, users can easily navigate the world of Web3. It comes packed with features like built-in swaps, cross-chain bridges, integrated earning opportunities, and more. In addition, Ambire offers things like human-readable transaction parsing, eliminating ERC-20 approvals and front-running protection. The smart wallet uses gas abstractions that allow for unique features like paying for gas with stable coins. Users can batch multiple transactions to save time and gas fees. The wallet also supports NFTs and allows you to connect to any dApp via Wallet Connect. You can use it with an email and password or add hardware wallets or hot wallets as signers to upgrade your security. And the best part? Ambire speaks human. The UI is friendly and informative, ensuring you understand what you're doing and eliminating risks for mistakes. Ambire wallet users are currently eligible for continuous wallet token rewards. To learn more and get your Ambire account today, visit www.ambire.com. That is A-M-B-I-R-E.com. Today we're hosting Matthew Baudet, the software architect and founder of the Linera Protocol. He's former blockchain researcher at LibraNovi and former software engineer at Facebook. Matthew is a specialist in BFT consensus protocols, cryptographic protocols, and formal verification. He has experience in blockchain infrastructure, AI infrastructure, developer infrastructure, security consulting, and startup development. Matthew, welcome to Blockchain Recorded. Hey, uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. And uh, judging, we're actually reading your background. Um, you have a extremely rich computer science background, so very technical, with, I believe, over nine years at Facebook. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you were a researcher, at a uh, blockchain researcher at Libra and um, and also software engineer at Facebook. So lots of software engineering and um, looking at your LinkedIn, you even had a PhD in computer science. Um, let's just start by having you take us through your background journey. But actually, before you do so, I just wanted to um, clarify quickly the meaning of BFT, consensus protocols. So that's BFT means Byzantine Fault Tolerance Consensus Protocol, for those of who are not familiar with the acronym. So Matthew, with that in mind, um, please. Okay. So uh, I mean, personally, I've always been passionate uh, about science, and in particular, computer science so, um, and maths. So, um, so my background, yeah, and I, during my PhD, I started to... Uh, being serious about computer security, and uh, I ended up doing a, a security agency, then then a startup, and then uh, and then Facebook, which brought me to California, uh, and I spent there nine years. First, I was a software engineer, and then I was a blockchain researcher at, at um, in the blockchain project of Facebook, which uh, which was uh, called Libra initially, and and then Gem, and uh, yeah, and then recently I uh, I, I started uh, Linera, which is really. Uh, 
like really a new adventure and uh, and uh, also also rooted in the research I did at Facebook. So uh, yeah, it's all very exciting. So okay, so you were asking about BFT consensus protocols. So I guess I can uh, yeah I can I can try to define that. Um, <laughs> no, I was just so, trying to clarify. But yeah, go go for it. I okay, mean. all right. Okay, so for, so first protocols protocols are are like programs that are meant to be to be executed in a distributed uh, setup. So uh, with mm -hmm. lots of, of lots of machines, right? Mm -hmm. And they usually they are communicating over the network. Uh, and now like. And so what can happen is you um, you may want to know that the protocol keeps working if there are uh, some kind of faults uh, in the system. Uh, so it could be that some of the machines are crashing or maybe the network stop functioning. And um, so BFT, Byzantine Fault Tolerance, is kind of the highest ranked, I would say, tolerance to faults. So mm -hmm. where you resist not only crashes and um, disrupted networks, but you also want to resist malicious nodes. Uh, up to a point, so perhaps a third or um, slightly less than half of the of the of the nodes that are participating to the to the protocols um, might be completely deviating from the protocol and trying to kind of attack everybody else. So it's a pretty strong uh, security property by fault tolerance. Mm -hmm. And now consensus protocol. So consensus is basically what you're trying to achieve with the protocol. And so in this case, um, and in the case of blockchain, um, so it means you try, you have a protocol in trying to agree on something, on a number of decisions. And in the case of blockchains, uh, that will be typically what is the next block in the chain of blocks. So yeah, mm -hmm. the protocol to agree uh, on things with a high fault tolerance against mm -hmm. malicious nodes. Mm -hmm. Great. So, um, well, and maybe further question uh, mm -hmm. in terms of your, so your background, you were in mathematics, et cetera. So what after um, Libra, which, which was kind of a controversial, <laughs> controversial protocol, but what, what brought you to web three or what, what brought web you to three? where you are now to, to Linera? Why, why, okay. uh -huh. um, why Linera? Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so, so first, I mean, I, I started web three when I was at Facebook, I, I transitioned from, being an infrastructure software engineer to working in the blockchain project of Libra. And I don't know if we were calling it Web3, but I mean, I think mm. that, that was, that was kind of when, when I transitioned to, to the blockchain. And um, I would say what I liked is it was, it was really a dream job for a computer scientist. I mean, for, mm. and especially a computer, a specialist in computer security. And, um, and later on, I think also what interests me is really the challenges in scalability. And uh, that sort of taps into um, what I learned as a software engineer at Facebook, and uh, and and more generally, I, I think the culture of scalability in the in the Silicon Valley. Yeah, so so I think this is this is really what I what I like with the with the Web three and 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 obviously the current project of Linear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into scalability and and low latency mm -hmm. and and those thoughts. Um, but since you're an expert on blockchain networks, uh, can you maybe give us a a quick crash course sort of on the evolution of blockchain. I mean, we're, we're familiar with it now, but it would be great maybe just from like a, from an early generation blockchain perspective to the latest, just for the newbies in our audience to have a, a better understanding. Um, and just like you okay. said, maybe it would be great if you could also clarify from the scalability and, and transaction finality point of view. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's the best subject. Uh, but I think everybody by now is, is familiar with Bitcoin, which was a, the, yeah. the, the, the first uh, widely successful uh, blockchain uh, mm -hmm. had such a massive success. 
And so in terms of evolution, um, you can probably trace back a lot of the attempts, uh, I mean, at scalability or in general, all the improvements in the fields, you can, you can, uh, can see that as, as a, an evolution of Bitcoin. So first adding program programmability with, uh, with Ethereum. And, and I think lately, um, there's a, a renewed sense that mass adoption is going to require much more performance. Um, mm -hmm. and so, um, that is visible in the kind of protocols, uh, the kind of blockchain protocols people are using where we are transitioning away from proof of work and using, uh, this, this kind of protocols called proof of stake. And in fact, um, among the family of proof of stake protocol, those, um, based on uh, Byzantine for tolerance consensus protocols, which you <laughs> asked yeah. me the defini definition for, are the ones that are uh, gaining popularity these days for, for the, precisely for the, the speed at which they can um, uh, deliver uh, new, new blocks, right? And so that's um, actually what we, I mean, the, the, the speed at which you confirm new blocks is, is basically uh, what people call uh, finality time. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Although, of course, you can you can look at uh, different details depending if you want to see, like from a point of view of the user, maybe the the time it takes for between the moment you take the decision and you you sign the transaction and the moment you see the result, uh, you could you could have several definitions there. But but most the, usually the important time is the the time it takes for you to be sure that the transaction is included in the in the block. Um, so. I would. I kind of want to talk about blockchain scalability, scalability in general, since obviously um, you alluded it's it, it. It can be a problem. Can you maybe take us through and actually explain why is it so difficult to solve the scalability issue? I mean, we we know now, um, like you mentioned, with Bitcoin and Ethereum and and the bottlenecks and the the network sort of slowing down. Um, why why is that so difficult? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, first, I think what's difficult is to is to sort of agree of uh, of a good definition of scalability, mm -hmm. and I'm not completely sure it has always been uh, the right one, the, the the one in use by the blockchain community. And so you see some projects, for instance, advertising the number of validators, the number mm -hmm. of nodes in the system. But if we look at um, other fields in, in in computer science, more traditional internet systems. I would say if you want to be rigorous, yes, scalability would be first you have to define what people call a, um, a service level agreement, an SLA. So you you need to define quality requirements, like how what is the minimum speed at which like um, transactions uh, should be confirmed, or like the responsiveness of the of the user experience, right, on the interface. So you you need to define some 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 quality metrics. And then what you want is that this quality metrics, the experience of users, when there are more and more users in the system, just stay the same, right? Stay equally good. So that would be, and that's actually not very far from, from the actual uh, way uh, scalability is measured, uh, in particular the throughput is measured in, in traditional systems. You're looking at, like, you're trying to add user transactions to the system and as long as the experience is not degraded for user, you keep going, you keep going, and at some point you're like, okay, now we reached a point, and that's your measurement of the capacity uh, of the system in terms of processing user transactions. Mm -hmm. And um, and now, so the thing is, if you if you look at this kind of definition, definitely the original design in the field of blockchain are not really meeting 
uh, this kind of definition. So, so, but, but I would say maybe it's just also because they were not optimizing optimizing for that uh, at the beginning. So, so it's difficult, but also because maybe just people were not prioritizing it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, and then this leads me to low latency, um, which is pretty crucial uh, when dealing with sort with fast finality applications. I mean, in terms of early generation blockchains, it was also challenging and, and very hard to achieve. But and I imagine that if you want to add scalability to that and with low latency, that's even harder. What's your view with this and why why is it important and how do you see this being solved or how is it solvable? And maybe sort of in layman's terms, um, just just for the audience to know latency. Um, well, the way I'm seeing it is that latency means how long it takes for a node, right, to write the transaction mm-hmm. to a blockchain. Am I getting that right? Yeah, um, that's that's uh, that's definitely one one definition that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in general, at a high level, uh, I think where we where we're interested in is the responsiveness, the responsiveness yeah. yes. perceived by by users, mm-hmm. um, and so it can take different forms. And in the case of, um, and definitely in the case of uh, of a blockchain or a, a financial a financial system, there's a, I could say, an intermediate step where perhaps there's still a, a transaction is still going to to be processed, but you already know it's final, and that's mm-hmm. also very good to 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 measure this kind of confirmation, like this kind of finality time. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so why is it challenging low latency? Uh, I would say in a decentralized system, uh, so you have many nodes and you want them to uh, to agree on what is the state of the of the of the system. So in, in the case of a blockchain, what is the the chain of blocks? But then, uh, so they they need to collaborate, and you want them, you know, you want all the blocks to be relatively large if you want throughput, uh, if you want a, long, an, a high number of transactions, and and there's going to be some some constraints coming from the network, uh, and so this is. Um, historically, where uh, the latency is introduced, uh, just the sheer amount of uh, of networking that is needed to dis- to disseminate the uh, the user transactions, and then uh, the the overhead of a consensus protocol where you need to confirm uh, the transactions. So uh, there's a, a a very rich dialogue between all the mm-hmm. nodes where they where they uh, they you know they want a very double kind of triple check that everybody is uh, is uh, is agreeing on on the next block. Yeah, traditionally where the where the latency uh, would come, and also I would say even even worse in the original system systems based on proof of work, uh, you uh, you in fact want the system to be slow because uh, this is what pro, uh, like the difficulty of the puzzles is uh, is what br- creates the security of of, uh, of proof of work uh, blockchains. So in the in this case, this is even uh, even more uh, a problem. Uh, Mm. But nowadays, yeah, nowadays it's going to be more about the the networking and and the choice of a consensus protocol. Yeah, can you talk to some uh, or about some la- low latency maybe application specific use cases? Like we're we're talking about this now in theory, but maybe just put it into perspective. Yes, I mean, well, so so I, I guess it's for for everyone to imagine what are the what what is going to be the the killer application for for blockchain in general and uh, and low latency uh, blockchains but uh, i would say i like to compare the centralized systems with just the, the traditional centralized one and uh, if we look at a traditional 
financial system like the stock exchange mm-hmm. uh, you can see that latency is extremely important mm-hmm. uh, for for traders they i mean in fact uh, to the point that uh, tra- trading uh, companies are are, are paying uh, expensive rent to be very close to uh, to uh, to the servers of wall street mm-hmm. uh, of wall street and um and so and so we know that latency is important in the in the traditional uh, traditional finance if you if you're slower than the competitors, then you can be uh, simply a front run. What I would say, so you can be uh, people can will act on the information faster than you, and you will not basically not make any uh, any gains. Of course, um, yeah. people could be also using kind of extracting information from the trades that are that are being processed and and trying to also uh, bypass you. Uh, this is called front running. Um, so, so, uh, so high latency in the financial system is is not is not great. And so, so far, centralized uh, traditional financial systems are, are are very low latency, and and blockchains are are um, the comparison with blockchain is uh, I mean is, is a bit difficult for blockchains. So, having a low latency uh, decentralized uh, um, uh, blockchain, I think would would uh, enable a lot of uh, a lot of DeFi applications. Uh, so that's one idea. Uh, another idea also is just any any kind of application where users are interacting with the blockchain, perhaps during a game, uh, online game, and mm-hmm. uh, and they will just enjoy the overall responsiveness uh, and and uh, and um, and the user experience, the yeah, the increased mm-hmm. user experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like the I like the. Uh the stock exchange example. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're shooting these terms, right? So latency and then of course scalability and it's, uh, hard not to allude to the blockchain trilemma, right? Which, um, is a Uh pretty, pretty well-known concept that was conceptualized by Vitalik, uh, Buterin in 2016. So that's, that's for all the listeners that haven't not heard the term yet. It was, uh, it was conceptualized by him, and it addresses three main challenges developers face in creating a blockchain, or just in general, which in the space, which are what we just talked about, right? One is scalability, uh, the second one is decentralization, and the third one is security. So um, the goal, obviously, is not to compromise any of these three facets. Although the way Bitcoin and Ethereum started is that they basically started with trading off scalability right so putting decentralization and security ahead but now the story may be different how do you see the solution to this trilemma stand now in 2022 uh, Mm -hmm. with all the upgrades going on i mean i know this it can be a difficult question but with the merge and etc etc and um yeah how do you see this do you see a solution to this trilemma is there a solution is it even possible Right. Yeah. Well, so that's a bit another big question. Um, big I would one. say so first, it always, always. Uh, I would say always depends on uh, what like on the the, the meaning of, uh, of of each of the concepts. I mean, the the, the what we put behind the words. Uh, mm. So, for instance, so scalability. If if you um, don't need a low confirmation time, mm-hmm. so low finality in layer one, then uh, if you if you just want throughput and and low fees. People who are working on, on uh, ZK rollups, they they really think they have it, mm-hmm. uh, right? uh, using the the, the magics of uh, of uh, cryptography and, uh, and validity proofs. They are able to compress a large number of transactions into a short or uh, constant size validity proofs, and that just need to be verified on on the layer one. 
and yeah, and so and so in this case, they uh, they that 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 is one of the favorite solution I think of the community uh, when it comes to solving the blockchain trauma. Now, of course, I'm going to say, uh, what if we actually care about the finality time in layer one, and 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 perhaps because we we are targeting some of the applications we we just mentioned, and in this case. Um, Personally, uh, my my approach is to look again uh, how would we define decentralization, for instance. And in the past, it's oftentimes it's been understood as just the sheer number of validators. Mm-hmm. And with that definition, I I do think you can't you can't really have a low latency uh, system at scale, mm-hmm. just because the overhead of the of the coordination between a large number of validators with high throughput. Is going to to be to be um, to not to not be sustainable, but uh, to be hard to sustain, and also also I would say large number of validators with commodity hardware also is was the constraint that people have been uh, have, have been really working uh, and and not really criticizing, mm-hmm. not, uh, not not really um, uh, second guessing so far, and so but I think it's not the end of the story. There's there's um, there's room to investigate uh, notion of decentralizations for large validators. And that's what we're doing at, at Linear. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's solvable? I mean, okay, I know, I know you said in terms of um, what, what the terms are behind scalability. So I don't know if you were, to, mm-hmm. if you were just to say scalability, speed, and yeah, again, mm-hmm. w- decentralization is a big one. Security, obviously, I guess, yeah. Um, it, but if it's, if you were to have independent I guess independent computers running on the network. Is it is it even solvable? I mean, I think I think uh, I would say short answer. Um, nothing is impossible if uh, unless you see a proof of impossibility, and 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 uh, and then you would have to look at the assumptions of the proof and exactly mm. what what's behind all the terms. Sure. And I think uh, ZK, like I said, ZK rollups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the, the kind of cryptography that uh, that uh, uh, is being developed. Is one example of uh, something that looked completely impossible and and seemed to be, in fact, increasingly uh, becoming feasible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and and uh, and in fact, we, there could be applications of uh, validity proofs beyond the rollups, for instance, to strengthen auditing and and other kinds of systems, um, mm-hmm. including low latency systems. So uh, so I, I'm I'm personally I'm, I'm relatively optimistic, but of course. Uh, uh, there's still uh, uh, some some work ahead of us. Sure. Let's take a, a turn. What's your take on layer twos? Um, do Do you think that uh, they solve or they can they have the potential to solve the blockchain scalability issue, or are they just sort of a quick fix? Not to right. knock it, on layer twos, but <laughs> this, this is what I was I was saying. Right. The I think it's it's a it's a amazing piece of technology, and uh, it does provide. Uh, a solution, a scalability solution, as long as uh, latency is not is not uh, latency. I mean, finality time in layer one is not uh, is not mm. a priority. Mm. Okay, so let's talk Linera. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Linera. That's the uh, yes, Linera. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, if I understand correctly from from the research that I've done, you're you're building a new blockchain protocol with low latency, no mempool, and linear linear scaling that will be secured by proof of stake mm-hmm. and run by fully audible and accountable validators. 
and internally sharded. That that's a mouthful. <laughs> did, did I summarize that correctly? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that was a lot. Um, yeah, this is this is a, a new. Um, uh, so this is a new layer one that we are um, mm-hmm. developing. Uh, it's based on, uh, on on research that I uh, that started at, when I was a researcher at Facebook, and mm-hmm. uh, initially was only targeting uh, large scale low latency payments. So it was mm-hmm. uh, the original system, the ancestor of Linera was just was a was a research project for for low latency uh, payments, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, and so we uh, and so we kept the the general architecture. Uh, which was, uh, I think, really new and really interesting, and generalize and are generalizing this uh, to allow um, to to make it look like uh, like a general multi-chain system, uh, and and so like, as you said, um, the the validators uh, in Inera. What's interesting is that they are internally sharded, so mm-hmm. so it's a multi-chain system, and each validator has all the chains, and that mm-hmm. that's going to be a major difference if we compare to. Um, to a, a traditional tra- traditional blockchain sharding, in the, uh, where uh, you have more like a, a collection of independent blockchains mm-hmm. uh, with different sets of validators. In the case of Linera, uh, so we what we're looking at is is validators uh, that uh, have all the chains. Each of them has all the chains, and um, and they, they are sharded, but it's not visible from from the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much like a, a normal internet service, you are you know it's sharded. But uh, you, as a user, uh, you don't you don't know what are the shards. Mm-hmm. And apart from that difference, um, where else do you differ from sort of the latest generation layer ones? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is the main difference. Uh, um, the latest generation layer ones, they what they are um, investigating is is generally more how to optimize the the latency and the throughput of a single chain. Mm. Uh, using uh, really uh, a number of, uh, of, of uh, engineering techniques, uh, um, s- such as parallel execution. Um, but um, it's con- they are considering a single chain and, and in which uh, the user transactions uh, have to be executed sequentially, at least from the point of view of the outside world. It needs to be a sequence of uh, order transaction. And so that puts um, essentially a limit to how... Uh, how fast you can you can after you exhaust all the ideas all the optimization, uh, there, there's always a limit based on like for a particular architecture. There's always uh, there's always a cap on the transaction per second mm-hmm. because it's it's a single chain. And so uh, in Linear, we are looking at a different problem. We are looking at how to have many chains communicate with each other extremely efficiently, mm-hmm. and uh, so that it's very cheap to add new chains. In fact, we in Linera we uh, we uh, want to make it uh, possible. In fact, it's going to be encouraged uh, for users to have their own chain, mm-hmm. so that they they can create new blocks and, for instance, move money out of their account by creating new blocks uh, with uh, extremely low latency, uh, due to this particular setup where they they own a chain, their own chain. So so um, yeah, this, there are there are some 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 really uh, big differences. It's, it's actually um, Mostly complementary efforts, I would say. Mm-hmm. And the concept of linear scaling, can you can you maybe explain that um, a little bit uh-huh. further? Yes. So um, so linear scaling, um, it's a it's a term that comes from the the, the world of databases, which mm-hmm. uh, also invented sharding uh, mm-hmm. initially. And so the idea is you uh, you start with the um, 
yeah, let's say you you're in you have a database and that has it has a lot of data on single machine, and then you figure okay, that's too much for a single machine, so you're going to add another one. It's so another shard, okay, and and the question is like, as you add many shards to the system, um, does it uh, do you have a diminishing return eventually because of maybe some overhead of communication, or can you keep adding machines and and they are just and um, and you are just you you keep augmenting the capacity uh, linearly in the number of machines, right? So mm -hmm. so is it true? So like linear scaling means if you if you double the number of machines at any time, you're doubling the capacity of the system um, with processing uh, user transaction, right? So mm -hmm. so it's a it's a form of uh, horizontal scaling. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a strong form of it's the strongest form of horizontal scaling where you you are scaling to have no no diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and in terms of your validators, um, so as far as I could, I could research, you're mm -hmm. planning to use uh, data centers for validation. Is that right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, you feel free to speak to that. I was, right. I, was yeah. I was probably, I was going to get to the decentralization <laughs> part okay. of it, but right. um, yes. Uh -huh. Yes. So, 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 yeah. So, so in Linera, so we, uh, so what's linear scalable, uh, we want, the, the entire system to be linear scalable, but the way we achieve that is by asking each validator to be also elastic, to be able to augment their capacity when needed, mm -hmm. uh, which means validators will have to either operate a data center or uh, um, use a cloud provider mm -hmm. uh, to, to be able to meet this, uh, this requirement that they have to be elastic. And so it's a different assumption. It's not commodity hardware. Mm. But it's still going to be um, very accessible because we are going to provide the software for anybody to 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 run uh, in, a, in the major cloud providers, and uh, and in the future, I think if this uh, architecture as as they become popular, uh, I think we're going to see more and more cloud providers, perhaps uh, some some decentralized variants of a cloud provider uh, that will be specialized in blockchain and and. and uh, uh, but the, if you look at the number of cloud providers, it's already relatively uh, decentralized. I mean, you got you got a dozen of them. In terms of decentralized cloud providers, I mean, sorry, I mean it's already diversified. Is what I'm saying. Ah, you okay. Have, yeah. You look at you already have a certain uh, like a large number of validators. I don't know. I don't know if there are more cloud major cloud providers than there are mining pools mm. in Bitcoin, for instance. This is something you could, uh, mm -hmm. you could look into. Yeah, I think sort of, yeah, my immediate thought when you say cloud provider or, you know, data center mm -hmm. is, you know, it's it's the, I guess, the the problem of centralization versus decentralization, right? We, of course, I, I think validators should be as decentralized as possible and independent and so on. Um, how do you see this or... Do you do you think of this or do you implement this or can can you maybe talk to this in terms of so, being uh -huh. decentralized? So, well, okay. So I mean, I think it's also really what people put behind decentralized. So so initially, initial blockchain systems were aiming at a large number of validators mm. uh, as a form of uh, extreme resilience against uh, nation states, for instance, that would try to disrupt or or um, or ban an entire blockchain. Right. So I think nowadays we see that when that happens, when when um, an, a state, a government doesn't like a particular blockchain, they 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 find other ways to to ban the system. Uh, usually at the at the edge point, at the at the entry points, and um, 
there was a recent example um, in, in the news uh, for a privacy uh, mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so that's that's one one aspect uh, I, I would point out. And then it's not because uh, validators are large that they are necessarily colluding. You know, I mean the 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 this is I mean this is something um, we um, I, I don't think we has been researched enough how to um, design the economics of a system where you have uh, when you have large validators. Mm. Um, Okay. So that's something we intend to do, uh, and and uh, yeah, studying the the, the, the token economics and uh, and uh, aligning, making sure that the uh, the incentives and the um, and um, of the system are favoring decentralization. Yeah, you mentioned tokenomics. Is there a Linera token? Uh, not yet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There will be. Uh, yes, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, I guess. This was my other question. You, you talk about interoperability in, in cross chains, etc. Will you, regarding the Linera interoperability with other chains, will you build bridges internally, or is this a concept that you have um, that you're already implementing? Uh, so, so uh, we haven't really started working on that. We're still at okay. the uh, building the infrastructure itself uh, okay. of Linera. Okay. Uh, so when the time comes, I uh, we'll see uh, if we want to build the bridges ourselves or or, or use existing uh, uh, solution for interoperability. Mm-hmm. But you do actually when when you presented the protocol uh, just at the recent uh, blockchain conference, I believe it was at Stanford. You talked about so you presented the protocol, and then the second point was cross chain communication. So in terms of messages, right. can you maybe talk about that? I see. Okay. So uh, so. In the presentation of the protocol, I, uh, when I uh, mentioned cross-chain communication, I mean uh, communication between the chains of Linera inside okay. Linera mm-hmm. as, a, as a multi-chain system. Okay. And this is what we uh, what we optimize uh, for efficiency. This is really the core the core aspect of the protocol. The, the fact that cross-chain communication is so it's so much more efficient mm-hmm. because all the chains lives in in all the validators. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the rest, when it comes to to, to communicating with other uh, blockchains, it's going to be pretty much as uh, as usual, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, as I understand, Linera is is not an EVM chain. Uh, so, will you need a native wallet when it comes to that? Okay. So, so we haven't really uh, communicated about the kind of uh, virtual machine Linera uh, will uh, operate. Okay. Uh, I would say all the options are on the table, and even if we start with with the particular option, we we may also um, want to support EVM at the end. This being said, I think there will be a need, a need for for a native wallet uh, in Era, no matter what. Mm-hmm. What else can you disclose um, about sort of Lineta's roadmap, or or where are you now with the process? I mean, I know you're you're building the framework. Is there a test net or do you have a launch time frame yet? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, we do have a, a internal, internal, uh, uh, an internal roadmap, but uh, it's not, it's not disclosed. Uh, okay. We still want to be able to adjust. Okay. Okay. Sure. Right. Okay. But yeah, we do want to, uh, I mean, our intention is to follow the, 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 the normal track for layer one and have a dev net and a test net uh, and so on. Okay, so in terms of you will okay, it's not disclosed yet. What is there? Will there be or what will be the first application to 
sort of demonstrate the low latency features. I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to get as much, <laughs> as much of a, of a picture okay. uh -huh. out as yeah, possible. So I think it's a bit it's a bit early to 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 say that, but uh, as uh, as we uh, are able to open source and uh, to dis to share more of uh, what we're doing mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, in the DevNet, I, I hope we'll uh, we'll uh, find some partners uh, perhaps in uh, in DeFi. And uh, personally, I'm really interested in uh, what we can build on top of Linera uh, for 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 DeFi, and uh, that could be really uh, uh, I think one of the, the the first applications that that uh, that showed. Um, benefits of, uh, of uh, super low latency uh, at scale and, and define. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in terms of your roadmap, you can't, you're not disclosing any of that yet. I want, uh, I wanted to um, actually, you, you, I alluded to this, you gave a talk uh, at the recent science of blockchain conference at Stanford. Um, I have to admit, I had to watch your uh, presentation twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, no, it's 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 just very technical, but it's a yeah, it's a new direction, and it's um it's it's extremely interesting, and um, I would definitely encourage our listeners to to check out your presentation, and we can also include the link uh, in our show notes if that's okay with you. Um, mm -hmm. What what has been so so I guess sort of after the conference, what has been the the feedback so far in terms of going forward or there's, there's also some questions at the conference. Um, just mm -hmm. trying to, yeah. there's so, no, not much information mm -hmm. out. So, right. Yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, to set the expectations, it was indeed a scientific conference. So I, mm -hmm. I, I gave a scientific presentation Sure. and, uh, and there were lots of interesting questions at the end. Yeah. I think the, the, the design, the, the science is really, is really mature now. We, it's been, when you think about it, the first article where on which uh, Linear is based. So it's called FastPay. We presented it uh, in, mm -hmm. uh, it was developed, so it was developed in 2019, published in 2020. Uh, so it's like uh, almost uh, almost three years ago. Uh, and uh, and yeah, that really helps, I think, presenting uh, uh, this the, this new design. And, uh, and we, we generalized, like I said, we generalized uh, the, the, initial, uh, the initial ideas, which were only about payments. We generalized that to uh, to arbitrary um, arbitrary applications, and um, I think it yeah I think it's a it's a it's a nice uh, uh, design and and the 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 core idea in the end is uh, was was is, is relatively simple I think for for um, uh, when you um, like the I'm talking about the generalization from payment to to uh, arbitrary messages is something that uh, yeah, the end okay. is uh, perhaps mm -hmm. simpler with us. Mm -hmm. How big is your team? I mean, do you have how many developers do you have? Okay, so so we're still pretty small. Uh, mm -hmm. I won't say the number, but uh, okay. uh, you, you can see you can see on our website <laughs> how, many, ah, okay. how many people uh, there they are, uh, and uh, we, we we just hired one more. Um, and uh, but we're still growing. We're still hiring. Uh, rest engineers. Great. Great. Uh -huh. So in terms of next steps, um, you seem very secretive. <laughs> you can't exactly disclose too much. Where can so where can people reach you and or you said follow in terms of following your information, you can check out your website. What's the best place to 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 follow you and follow your work? Uh -huh. Yes. So the the, the website linera.io mm -hmm. um, and we we you, you find also the Twitter uh, and and all the so, the social uh, channels. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just want to push back. We, we don't, we're not trying to be to be secretive or anything. It's just no, the, no. Yeah. the and the, the roadmap is is uh, is really uh, what you would expect for layer one. 
Sure. And, uh, it's just the timeline. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, we want just to, uh, to be able to adjust the timeline. <laughs> sure, sure. And not create and not create frustration. And, I, no, and there's a lot no. of uh, already a lot of um, expectations. Uh, people are asking uh, mm. uh, actually on Twitter uh, you know, when tokens. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no. No. So, so it's, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. We're this is we're definitely uh, not in terms of it's not for the speculation. I think it's it's just in terms of. Um, mm -hmm project wise and just knowing what your um sort of what your next steps are yeah no mm -hmm. we, we don't <laughs> when lambo is, is is not exactly part of our podcast so um but um just in terms of what we talked about so we touched touched upon the latency and the and the scalability and and in terms of the blockchain evolution is there is there anything that you wanted to add maybe or talk about that i haven't asked in terms of those questions or also think, just in terms uh, of Linera. Right. I mean, uh, like I said, we, we're hiring. Ah, <laughs> okay. Is, uh, we can, main, uh, <laughs> you are actively uh, hiring. We are actively growing the team. Yes. Uh, the engineering team. Uh, other than that, uh, I would say, uh, no, thanks for, thanks for all the, uh, great questions. And I'm very happy to, I was very happy to present, uh, the protocol and, uh, today. Yeah, well, with Matthew, this was certainly, I mean, it was an insightful talk. You are definitely in the um, in the beginning of the process. It, it certainly motivated me to brush up on blockchain fundamentals and technicals. And of course, uh, it was um, it was it was great to host you. Um, you're a very knowledgeable blockchain expert with with a sort of a new direction protocol. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to hear more about your progress. And maybe hopefully in, in, in a year or so or six months, we can have you back and talk more about Linera. So thank you so much okay. for, for your time and, and your work contributions to the space. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to our guest, as well as thank you everyone for listening. A big thanks goes to Coin Market League for co-sponsoring this episode. Thank you also to the Baria Music team for providing their music. You can check out their latest album on bariamusic.com. You can find all supporting information on our website, blockchainrecorded.com, and listen to us on Google, Apple, and Amazon Podcasts, as well as Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Stay healthy and tuned for our next episode.